lot of the focus when it comes to breast cancer is about young women. But the one focus that often is forgotten about is that of young men. And given that testicular cancer is one of the most common cancers for young men between 15 and 39, I always struggle with the fact that we don't talk more about this. And I go now to Dr. Shanghai Mutambira uh, to talk about the issue of communicating about testicular cancer to young men and, of course, via their parents. Uh, good evening to you. Good evening. How are you? I'm great. You know, all I'm the good, focus good. is on breast examination. But, uh, you know, it's it, testicular cancer is the one cancer that um, if you find it early, it's it's easy to treat. And the focus is a lot on breast examination, but not so much on testicular cancer. Why do you think that is? Well, I think there are a couple of problems with this. First of all, I think um, breast cancer has obviously been, been focused on a lot because uh, there've been there's been a lot of programs that have been pushing for breast cancer. Uh, testicular cancer is important, but you must remember that uh, when it comes to cancers, uh, the, the most common cancer amongst uh, everybody is actually skin cancer. And then after that, for females, it's breast, and for guys, it's actually prostate. Now, testicular cancer, the problem with it, first of all, is that um, it, it is, it's a relatively common cancer, uh, not as common as prostate or any of the other cancers. But the thing about it is that it's actually quite curable, if it's, even when it's quite late, picked up quite late, mm. which is a bit of a problem. Mm. But picking it up earlier is still easier for it to be treated as well. So mm. I think it is important for guys to recognize that if it is, an easy cancer to relatively relatively easy cancer to pick up because if you if you all you really need to do is have an examination of the testicle and then possibly an ultrasound scan mm. and the fact of the matter is that you can actually even your partner can also even check out the, the, the testicular lumps because often you can't notice when something's changing yeah you can have some that's fun while you're doing it <laughs> and, yeah, and i mean the, the, the yeah, other cancers that you mentioned you know skin cancer prostate cancer in terms of men those those cancers are going to come when you're a lot older these are cancers of young men and, that's um, true. That's and true. That's true. That's also very true. But the thing is that you must remember that the, the peak incidence for, pro, for testicular cancer is actually not even in the adolescent age. It's actually more around the ages between 29 and, and 35. So I think guys often think that they're actually immune, especially during that period of time. So I think guys do need to get themselves checked out. But I also think that it's important for, for them to recognize that testicular cancer, although it is one of the most important cancers and it's one of the most treatable cancers that men have, you have to make sure that gets picked up early. And I think the bigger problem for guys is that unlike women, men are very disrespectful about their health, to be honest. They don't take their health seriously. They don't, they, they're more likely to do risky behavior as well, and they're less likely to see their physician if they have a problem. So I think the short answer for most guys is that if you do have a problem, if you feel like there's anything funny going on in your body, most women will, if they see a lump in their breast, they're going to go see their doctor. But for a guy, if they find a lump in their testicle, they're probably going to think, hey, let me not bother with this. It might be embarrassing rather than not get, get involved. And I think that's a dangerous thing. And like you're saying, if they can pick it up early, it's going to be much easier for them to be treated. And I think, I mean, you've highlighted it, it can be embarrassing. Uh, but but given the fact that that men are often fiddling with their balls, let's get real, you know, <laughs> with very little education, as you very say, often, yes, yes. <laughs> it's lumps and bumps and pain. Um, mm. You know, it's... It, well, it's, it's, a, it's actually very rarely painful, to be honest. And sorry, just hold on one second. 
it's actually very rarely painful. That's the point. Most testicular cancers are going to be painless. Yes, unless, of course, they've spread to the the lymph nodes. Well, lymph nodes as well is a separate issue, but the point is that even even lymph nodes are not usually painful. I think the point is that the majority of cancers, whether it be prostate, whether it be testicular, whether it be breast, most of them are not painful initially. And that's the, the you don't want them to get to the point where they get painful because once they get painful, that's mm. exactly where they're going to be actually probably spreading and giving you a problem. Mm. So I think what guys need to do particularly, and which which is what women do, especially like when it comes to breast cancer and stuff, it's for them to get checked out regularly. If they do find something abnormal going on, let them get themselves get checked. But also I think one of the important things that we're trying to look at more and more is, as far as cancer research goes is that we need to start more about prevention. And a lot of prevention is about taking better care of their health. And I think uh, both for men and for women, we have to look at ourselves, make sure we don't exercise better, make de- eat fewer calories in our diet, get ourselves checked out regularly as well. But there are also a couple of other smaller things you can do as well. For example, one of the big cancers in females and in males is actually uh, cervical cancer in females and test and penile cancer, the cancer of the penis as well in men. And that's related a lot to human papillomavirus, which is mm. one of very, it's probably the commonest sexual, sexually transmitted mm. disease because everyone who has sex basically has it. Mm. And we know that if we, if we get, we now have very good data to show that if you get vaccinated, at usually between the ages of 11 and 13 for both men and women, you can actually prevent cervical cancer and, and testicular and penile cancer as well in the mm. future. And I think we start have to start looking more at prevention rather than just curing things and picking up uh, even screening. We know that most of the screening tests that we've done for almost every cancer hasn't decreased our, our cancer-specific survival. But the point is that if we do get ourselves into a better sphere where we're actually taking care of our health and making sure that we start to prevent, it'll make a bigger impact on our general health as far mm. as cancer goes. Do you think that people are more knowledgeable about HPV now that there's so much awareness about H- um, HIV and AIDS? Um, I don't think so. I think HIV has actually taken over a lot of the impact. You must remember that HIV is a very important sexually transmitted disease, and we know, uh, just to go back a little bit, that if you do, the HIV is not the thing that kills people, and I mm. think a lot of people are get worried about getting tested mm. when it's not that it should. You should get yourself tested because we know we've got very good data, and South Africa has actually been extremely good about uh, about treating HIV, and generally it's the leader worldwide for HIV mm. uh, for, uh, treatment and prevention. But if you are HIV positive, then you get you get picked up early and you put on treatment, you have the same life expectancy as a person who's HIV negative. Because HIV is not the problem. It's not the one that's killing you. It's the, because HIV infects what we call your cells, which is the one that prevents you from getting and kill things and bacteria and viruses. And if you get treated early, your body will still be able to protect yourself, prevent and protect yourself from all these issues. So I think HIV is an important issue, but H- HPV has been a little, a human papillomavirus has actually been affected when it comes to that, because HPV, is, as I said, is even far more common than HIV in, in all people. And it does, it, the, the, basic, the most common thing that people usually would recognize from HPV is that they get penile warts or vaginal warts, mm-hmm. because most of the warts that you get are caused by HPV. But the point is the majority of people who have HPV don't actually have any physical manifestations of it. And the thing yes. is that it is the it's major virus. cause. Yeah. Yeah. It's a virus as well, yeah. yeah. And yeah. it can cause, an, and viruses are not a bacteria, like bacteria. They actually mm. live inside the nucleus, inside mm. part of your cell. 
and they can actually increase they do they're the commonest cause for cervical cancer and cervical cancer particularly is one of the biggest killers in Africa as well and I think for females they need to recognize that they do need to get themselves uh, get pap smears done but also as I said earlier that I think you have we have to start looking more at prevention and the vaccinations that we have are so efficient that I think that we really need to look more about spreading that amongst our our females and males as well because it also prevents penile cancer Back to testicular cancer, um, the, the testes are the container for sperm, which is for, for many people who are wanting children. It, it should be something that you savor, that you honor. Um, I, I was, I was uh, having a discussion with men once, and I, and I said, how is it with men that they don't, when they're having a fight, just kick each other in the balls? <laughs> and I was told, no, Lindsay, there's a code. You don't do yeah, that. <laughs> so, even the thought of that for a guy is a bit scary. Yeah, so I mean, you, you're cringing now. So uh, how is it then again, when it comes to fighting, that, you will honor that in this unwritten well, we code, but, exactly. but you won't think of it in terms of something which needs to be treated with the same respect when it comes to your own body health. That's what I don't get. Um, yeah, and no, I'm thinking... In the South African context about initiation, uh, where young men um, go to the bush, and I would think that that would be a really good place because they, they, they I mean, obviously, when, 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 you, when you're going through all the ritual, would be a wonderful uh, time to imbue the sense of respect for, for this, you know, your family jewels, as it were. Well, there's a couple of issues with this. I think, first of all, we must remember that when you're going for the uh, traditional um, initiations, it's an important part of a lot of cultures. But uh, one of the biggest issues we have in the government practice particularly is that there is a lot of danger when you're not getting treated in a, an appropriate environment because one of the biggest issues is about the damage to the penis as well mm. and the testicles. And mm. I think um, one of my buddies, uh, one of my colleagues, that, uh, uh, Prof. Andre van der Merwe, who did the first successful penile transplant in the world, a lot of people think this is like a utopia when it's actually not. Unfortunately, mm. we need to prevent people mm. getting their penises cut off. Mm. And I think we have to recognize that we have to be a bit more careful even when we let our children go for those treatments. But having said that, you're quite right that I think it's important for us to recognize that there are a lot of things that we can teach our children and mm. our colleagues and friends as well about uh, our sexuality. I think the first one is that we have to recognize that everyone is different and we all have different aspects and interactions and stuff. And I think we have to be, be respectful for people's interactions. I, one of the, uh, somebody was saying earlier uh, in one of the, one of the, the, the shows we had, today, uh, one of the talks we had at one of the conferences, that South Africa's constitution is so respectful for everyone's activities, including the fact that we have different sexuality people. We have respect for, for different aspects, for example, homosexuality and inter interactions with people. And I think we have to recognize that that's important. But at the same time, we also have to recognize that we, we have to respect each person's individual activities when it comes to their sexuality. And I think, although you, we, we've been talking a lot about cancers and other problems, we have to make sure that we have to take care of our health as a general population. Mm. Mm. One of the biggest issues in South Africa is that we, we're one of the fattest nations in the world. 
we're not taking care of our health, we're not exercising enough, we're not uh, eating appropriately, we're smoking too much, we're making, when smoking, in fact, not too much smoking is just unnecessary. It's actually one of the most important things that you can stop in your life to prevent you from dying from heart disease or cancers. Every cancer is increased by smoking, by the way. And I think we have to start taking more control. And when you're, when we're specifically, we're talking about testicular cancer and uh, and other genital cancers in men. We as guys, again, are not respecting ourselves enough. And I think we have to start making more effort to actually take care of our health and start being like women, actually, because women are the ones who actually make mm. sure that they do make sure they take care of their health. And they actually, if something goes wrong, they go and get, get themselves checked out. You spoke but of... These guys need to start doing that more. You spoke of the fear. There's something wrong. I don't want to go and see something because it might be something bad. And, and mm. you know, I was talking about the honoring of this organ. Um, many young men might fear then if I go to the doctor, I know that there's something wrong, as you say, when, you, when you're busy yeah. with the organ quite a lot, fiddling with it. I mean, it, it's not too difficult to notice that there's 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 a lump there. It feels different. Mm. Um, it's that fear. What's going to happen? So, um, what yeah, would happen if you could. if you had to remove the testes? Because that must be a fear of some young men. You've got another. Okay. Okay, I think okay. let's, let's yeah. go two steps back. One, okay. first of all, the majority of lumps on on guys' testicles are not cancers. Usually, if they're on the side of the of the testicle, they're not in the in the meat of the testicle. They're usually not related to cancer. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't get it checked out because there are some cancers you can also get next to the testicle. So I think that's important. The second thing is that if you do have a testicular cancer, if you pick it up early. The usual treatment is for us to remove the testicle, and now we're also doing things where we remove part of the testicle rather than the whole of the testicle. If you do that, I can even basically testicular cancer, if you pick it up early, you've got about 100% survival, cancer-specific survival from that. If you pick it up a little bit late, you're still sitting at around 90% chance that you're going to survive with this cancer. But the problem, once you get it picked up late, is that you usually have to put on to chemotherapy or radiation treatments mm-hmm. and stuff, which can also predispose you to other problems like heart disease and other cancers as well. So I think the point when you do, if you were to remove your testicle, if you, often we do have to remove the testicle when you have testicular cancer. But when you do that, you still have two, can, two testicles. Mm-hmm. And you must remember that. of men have two testicles. It's like eyes. You've Mm. got two eyes. You can see with one eye if you Mm. really lost one of the eyes. It's not really going to affect your general sexuality. Your your man chemical testosterone is still going to be able to produce from that other testicle. Sperm can still be produced in a single testicle as well. There are some things, obviously, there are some side effects because of the treatments and also because of the underlying causes of testicular cancer that you might have a decreased fertility and stuff like that. But the basic thing is that earlier you pick up anything, the better it is for you, the more likely you're going to have little side effects or problems in the future. Can you explain to listeners um, about banking sperm? You spoke about side effects, obviously, of radiotherapy, of chemotherapy. Uh, Won't you explain how that works? Okay. You must remember that um, almost every cancer, and, and there are a lot of other issues besides cancer, but almost every cancer, if you're going to be put on treatment, you're going to have, you often are going to be put on chemotherapy, which can damage your sperm count. And for females, it's the same. It can damage your ovaries and your, 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 your production of eggs in the ovaries. So you have to consider your, your fertility in the future, if, especially because when it comes, like for example, with testicular cancer, that a lot of 
cancers happen in younger men. They might not have had children. They need to get assessed. Now, the majority of where the guy ejaculates, if we're going to stick with the guy's side, is, is not sperm. Less than 1% of where the guy ejaculates is sperm. The majority of where the guy ejaculates comes from something called the prostate gland, which is a gland which sits around the bottom of the bladder. It produces some of the chemical, some of the, 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 the carbohydrates and proteins and stuff that support the sperm, and something called the seminal vesicle. So when you're, you have testicular cancer or you're having any sort of cancer and you're put on treatment, the sperm that you're going to be ejaculating is not you. The ejaculate that comes out may look perfectly normal, but the majority of it, if the sperm are are particularly sensitive because they have a different genetic makeup to the rest of your cells, they get damaged more easily by treatments as well as by the fact that you've got cancer. So if you have any cancer, including testicular cancer, one of the, the things that you should really think about and what, what we usually try to talk to our patients about is that they should consider banking their sperm, which means that we're actually going to get an ejaculatory spurse, a, a masturbatory specimen from the patient and put it into, freeze it basically so that we can actually use those sperm in the future if necessary. Mm. Because mm. remember, every time a guy ejaculates, theoretically, they should be being 25 and 250 million sperm in that ejaculate. And you only really need about one sperm to actually make a baby. Mm. But the problem is that if you don't, if you, if most of those have been killed, you can't use them anymore. Mm. So what we usually do is take those sperm, you can give a masturbatory specimen before you go down to your treatments, whether it be from removing the testicle or put on chemotherapy. We then freeze those sperm and then we can use them in the future. There is a cost to this because obviously um, they are stored in a specific sperm bank. But the point is that a lot of guys, especially, and also women, when they're young and they're just having the cancer, they're always stressed about the cancer. They're thinking about their survival. They're not thinking about their future and maybe the possibility that they might want to have children in the future. And I think it's important for not only patients, but also for us as doctors to actually bring that up to our patients and explain to them that I think it's important for you to remember your fertility, your sexuality, that the future is also important, that you can do things to actually preserve both sperm and eggs. And even in very young children, we can actually preserve some of the what we call the gametes, which are the the precursors of sperm, mm. and actually possibly use them in the future for fertility if necessary. Mm. Um, as someone who treated uh, people with uh, testicular cancer um, in, in in radiotherapy, it's always exciting when you see someone and there's there's that sense of. I've got this cancer and it's in a young person. And then when they've had the the radiotherapy and the chemotherapy and then they come and visit you with a baby, that is just the most gratifying thing. And I, I just want to leave that message with people who are thinking, yeah. I shouldn't go to someone, you know, and, and, and this, this, this is bad news. It's actually very good news to find it early. Uh, the treatment, no, that's true. The, you know, it's, the earlier it's, the better. Yeah. And the, the more you look about the think about the future, also important as well. So what you're saying is, is, is very important. I think that, first of all, we have to make sure that we, we, we take care of our health. Mm. Make sure you get treated early and also mm. just remember that you still have a future. So you have to make sure that you make the most of that and also preserve your fertility and other things mm. going forward. You were talking about fertility. Where do you stand on the issue of tight underpants? Do you think it's a harmless <laughs> thing? <laughs> it's not. It's not my, I'm not stand on anything because, of course, it might offend me being standing. Yeah. No, but the point is that we do know the, the testicles in men, in human, human males at least, 
are ne- you need a temperature about one degree Celsius less than the rest of the body for you to make normal sperm in the future. So number one for mothers or fathers who have babies, baby boys, remember if you don't find testicles in the scrotum, get themselves checked out by the doctor because they, they do might need to be pulled down because about 1% of guys are born with testicles which haven't come into the normal position because mm-hmm. testicles actually develop up above the kidneys inside mm-hmm. the, the baby boy's uh, bodies and then only in the last few months do they come into the normal position and if you don't pull them down earlier they can have a problem both for fertility and also for testicular cancer because one of the predisposing factors for uh, testicular cancer is uh, undescended testicles. Mm-hmm. The next thing when you do have uh, patients who have uh, fertility issues when it comes to underwear and stuff is that in general, about t- up to 15% of normal couples do have a problem having babies uh, and the point is we do know that there are lots of underlying issues between that, why it causes it, and you do need to get it checked out, usually not immediately after you started trying to have a baby. We usually give it about a year because uh, there are lots of factors, including the fact that women only, only produce eggs once a month, which means you only have about 12 chances in a year anyways. But provided you do, you have been in a regular relationship for about a year and you haven't had a baby and you're still worried, go and get yourself checked out. Now, once you've done that, we usually do, uh, the females need to be checked, the man has to be checked. About 50% of the time, it's the man, 50% of the time, it's a woman. So a lot of guys think it's only the women. It's not like that. It's 50-50, basically. And so both man and woman have to be checked. And the guy usually gets checked by the doctor. We check him out, do an examination. We do what's called a semen analysis to look under the microscope and see how many sperm and stuff are going on there. Now... For the average guy who's just having normal sex and hasn't got any problems having babies, I don't really think it's a big issue whether you're wearing skinny jeans or tight underwear or whatever. It does increase the temperature a little bit, but it doesn't make much of a muchness. But if you have a fertility problem, it might be worth, especially if you've got uh, if you've got just minor abnormalities with your sperm count, to consider wearing a looser underwear and uh, less tight jeans and light tight trousers. But I think for the average guy on the street, don't get too stressed. You can wear whatever you want. It's really not going to make that much of a difference in general. Thanks so much for uh, talking with us on Cape Talk tonight. Much appreciated. No, no problem. You have a great evening. Okay. Thank you.